0: Have you ever wondered what it takes to be a great boss? Well, you're not alone, and I'm here to help you find the answers. I'm Talmar Anderson, and welcome to Rock Your Bossitude. On this podcast, we will be diving headfirst into the people side of business, because I firmly believe that's where the magic happens. Each episode will feature candid interviews with fellow bosses who've gone from small business owners to thriving CEOs. Plus, I'll share actionable training to help you rock your own journey. Whether it's your first hire or you simply want to enhance your own boss skills, Rock Your Bossitude can act as your trusted compass. So are you ready to rock your bossitude? Yeah, you are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rock Your Bossitude. Today, my guest, whoo, she is a big brain with a big mission, and I am just so impressed with how she's taken her personal experience and turned it into an industry. And now we're going to get to talk to her about her great boss experiences. Robin Grable, thank you so much for coming on the show. Good morning. Thank you so much, Toma, for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to talk
1: about boss actions.
0: Oh, yeah. And there's a lot of actions and boss moves that we're taking all day, every day. It's one of my favorite topics, in case you all hadn't figured that out yet. But Robin, I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about you first, okay? Absolutely. Excellent. Robin Grable created Talents Ascend to help employers invest in a skills-based talent acquisition strategy. Robin and enlisted in the United States Navy immediately after high school, serving for nine years at the height of the Cold War. Today, she uses her 30 years of HR experience to focus entirely on on ensuring the skills of veterans, military spouses, the disability community, and second chance candidates are recognized and valued for their talent. And that America's employers implement intentional change to realize the full value of inclusion for all to truly ascend. Robin, oh my gosh, you know I love your mission. I think it's fantastic. That's a lot, isn't it? No, it's really not. It's singular in purpose, right? You know, the military is such a great uh, source of skills and experience that, that, you know, our government is investing in. And it's, but they do kind of speak a different language, if you will, the way they Absolutely. describe tasks, the way they describe responsibilities. It's a little off, right? A little it, different. It, it's
1: that. its own language. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So, so, uh, so I love, for me, you know, I know that's the uh, space you started in, but I see that you've also taken the company now and expanded it into the disability community, which is a labor pool that I think finally got its recognition when remote work came online, because it just made it so much easier for them to bring their skills and experience without having to be in situations that didn't support them fully. So I love that. And second chance candidates. Now, I don't think a lot of people know about that. So before we get into your boss stuff, this is a great thing for business owners to know about. Would you tell us a little bit about second chance candidates? Absolutely. So second chance candidates are those
1: with a criminal record at any level of of criminal record activity. So, and there are 70 million plus Americans that have some level of criminal record or criminal activity unfortunately have been caught doing whatever they made a mistake doing, but they've paid the price for that. And they need great careers to help support themselves, their families, and they're being overlooked and disregarded. So we want to make sure that their skills and their
0: opportunity to thrive are out there. And I love that, Robin. I think that people, you know, they're so, especially small business owners, we have such an opportunity to really make our own rules of what's acceptable. And so if I want to hire somebody to be a great customer service rep, and when they were in their youth, they made the mistake of stealing a car, I think that that, you know... Lord knows, I'm grateful every day <laughs> that there was no <laughs> such thing as the cell phone camera from my teen years. And my, right? you know, I admit I wasn't breaking tons of laws, but I did some really, really stupid stuff, right? And well, so I absolutely. love. That. And
1: you think about though, you think if there's a lot more Americans that have done. Wrong things. They just have not gotten caught, right? Yeah. Yeah. These are really great people and they're, they're grateful for the opportunity. And you mentioned small business and that's really where our niche is because small businesses need this talent and they don't always have the resources to connect with these underserved talent pools, but people are grateful for these opportunities and in small business. You wear lots of different hats, so you can bring yeah. lots of different skills yep. you've learned regardless of who, when, what, how, and and where. So yeah, we're, we're excited about being able to, to serve this community and, and help these human beings. When it comes yeah. down to it, we are all human beings and we should treat each other that way.
0: Oh, Robin, great message. And you know, I agree with you. And, and I just, you know, I always want people to be evaluated for the individual that they are. Th- that's exactly. why I'm so specific about using a real process that's clear on what the business owner needs specifically for them for success. And then combining that with a process that lets them better understand how this individual, this one person, not their resume, not just the one interview, but the collection of data that you get through a hiring process can give you an informed decision. And if one piece of that puzzle is just that they stole a car when they were a kid and this is 25 years later and they have got some amazing skill sets. I mean, come on, run, don't walk. I mean, that seems like an easy thing to consider, but I think more people need to be thinking about it. And it's the same thing for
1: the other communities too. Veterans, if you don't understand what they did in the military, don't disregard them. You're missing out on those skills. Military spouses, when they have gaps in their work history, because they've been moved around so often with the military serving our country. Yes, they're not in uniform, but they are serving our country. People with disabilities, the same thing. They're being disregarded and overlooked and their employers are missing
0: out on great people. And tenure, right? You know, the best part about, you know, given a person who has been overlooked in the past an opportunity is when you get to look at them and you see them fully for what they are without that mistake or that disability or that history that you don't quite connect with, when you can understand who they are today and how they contribute. That, you know that tenure goes way up because you're giving them the chance, and they're like, "I'm going to give back to you" because they recognize right. it, and it's so great, a
1: thousand percent, a thousand percent. I mean, think
0: about it. When was the last
1: time you were judged negatively on anything, and it felt good? <laughs> but yet, yeah, that's what we do to people with resumes and and these barriers that are that we put up. So,
0: yeah, and we're here to break them down. I know, Robin. Another person I can, you know, we'll have to do a follow-up because I'd love to talk about, you know, I think you and I could do a show on resumes and how just really what people are seeing and what they can be thinking about. Because that's, you know, a big part of our program, the, the program that we offer at Boss Actions for our clients is teaching them, like, when you see this on a resume, it could mean they're a job hopper, but it could also mean these other things. And some of those things... I mean, this would be a great get because if you can get a great employee for eight or nine months or two years, that's a great tenure sometimes, right? And that's the thing they need to look at,
1: right? Well, and today's, you know, the workforce has changed. COVID changed a lot of things and the workforce, the millennials, the next generation, they're not looking to stay in one business for 30 years. It's just not your grandfather's
0: company anymore. It's just not the way it happens. And I know everybody tuned in here about bosses, but you totally tipped me on to one of my favorite things to talk about, which is, you know, it is, it is important to understand that as a society, it's not just that the youth of America don't want to work or they have different yeah. values, but they, they saw their parents and their grandparents lose homes after investing in a company for 30 years, you know, commit times and careers and energy and loyalty back then. And they saw that, you know, those companies weren't there for them. So there was kind of this societal subconscious decision that, ah, it's like breaking up with your boyfriend before they break up with you. It's like, yeah, (laughs) I think you're good now, but I know you're going to turn on me anytime. So I'm going to jump to the next gig. And I think (laughs) that people, don't understand. That's something you need to be aware of. I I constantly tell business owners, if you can get a great tenure for 18 to 36 months, yeah, one and a half to three years, that is great. That is is what you can expect from a good, really, really good employee because society is telling them they need to move on and they've got all these other perceptions. And sometimes you can get them up to that five-year mark, but do not invest in gold watches because I'll tell you what, <laughs> right, Robin? Not right? retiring with us, right?
1: Absolutely, and, and you know, and it all, but it all comes down to the boss, in my opinion, yes. because yes. you can create an environment and a culture and the opportunities for somebody to thrive in your organization 100%. by creating that that great boss atmosphere. So,
0: yeah, oh, girl, way to turn my show <laughs> around for me. I love that. Come back anytime. <laughs>
1: It's but I agree, it.
0: you know, you know, I believe it's all about how the boss shows up because if they can give everybody the tools, which includes how they show up, then the mm-hmm. team will build success every time and for as long as they can. Right. It's, it's amazing. Love it. Well, let's get back to you, my friend. So Robin, tell me, tell me about the best boss you ever had. Well, you know, that's a
1: great question because I think I've had a few of them. And I think what it comes down to is, and I've I've had some bad ones too. Don't get me wrong. Wow. Sorry. Um, uh, uh, It's funny. There's a song out there that says, I I won't tell you what he did, but I'll tell you what he didn't do. So, um, but the great bosses that I've had, starting with a captain that I worked for in the Navy, um, really took me and, and allowed me to be who I am and utilize the skills that I bring to the table, utilize the creativity that I have, who I am. And they supported that. Even if I had, you know, silly ideas of doing business fun in an organization and getting everybody to play games to get their jobs done. Um, I, it's, it's really, it was about the, them seeing me for me and recognizing that I could do things differently and that's okay, but mm-hmm. capitalizing on supporting me and recognizing and um, acknowledging and doing all of those things that made me feel safe and be able to grow and and, mm-hmm. and be able to be courageous. So I think that to me is is what made those bosses. And I still, I remember each one of them today. Um, as as how they helped me and supported me. Um, they believed in me. Um, so, you know, and, and would help me grow from a perspective of, okay, what is, what is she struggling with? Or what can I get her to do now? Because this is her wheelhouse. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just encouraging people to be who they are, letting them be who they are, and then finding the right place for them in your organization. So I've I certainly been that. held back by bosses uh, because I was, you know, so good at what I was doing. Mm-hmm. They didn't want me to go anywhere else. So, of course, that never lasts.
0: Yeah, and and, and that you know that kind of uh, greediness, for lack of a better word, of oh my gosh, I've got this good person. Um, yep. That's that's one. Issue there, but then sometimes when you're really good at your job, bosses get jealous and they're they don't want you to be so successful. So, um, so yeah. But I like hearing. Mm I I I totally agree with um, the the highlights that you brought out from your from your Mm -hmm. own experiences with a great boss because somebody that can recognize again it goes back to what we first talked about recognize the individual and how they can contribute. And sometimes that's what's on the job description, and sometimes it's above and beyond. But yeah. the boss that can really hear and consider and say, yeah, let's try that and not try it to, you know, if you mess up, you're outie, uh, right. you know, we've got to be allowed to try new things and n- fail without it being, you know, the final straw. Exactly.
1: And guess who gets the recognition when I succeed? I'm going to talk about the boss
0: who helped me get there, right? 100%, right? 100%, so I know yeah. it's that jealousy. I really do think that, unfortunately, that's a big thing That it is. that, you know, especially within you know, corporations or military where they don't really have control over who hires and they're kind of assigned yeah. people. It puts the people that are in a boss position um, in a situation where they're trying to manage a personality that they probably wouldn't have uh, brought on, which, again, is why you and I love working with the small business owner.
1: Because we're like,
0: look, you do have so much control over the teams you build. So let's really get you in front of what the right people are and how you can find them and make it easier for you to build these teams successfully, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Small business
1: owners really aren't afraid to, because they don't have time, time is not on their side or the resources. They are not afraid to hire someone who has skills they don't have or expertise. They don't have because their business needs it. Uh, whereas well, the bigger was, the business gets, the farther away they get from that philosophy.
0: Well, you know what's interesting about that, Robin, is there is a there is a a little. Um, what's a hurdle we've got to get past as a business owner. Because sometimes when we're hiring for that specialty item, that expertise that we don't have, we get a little nervous. How can I manage? How can mm. I be the boss of someone right. that has an expertise that I don't even understand how it happens? Right. In those cases, you're hiring for you know past results. You're looking for communication skills that will allow you to both learn from them. They need yep. to be okay with you asking questions. They've got to be able to explain themselves. And then, and you're looking for somebody that really is okay with having somebody say yes or no to them, even though they're the expert. And, the, and I mean, it can be a challenging hire, but it can be done. And, and I think that once you get past that hurdle of, I don't need to know everything, I just need right. to know the right people who know everything, which by the way, if you're not listeners, hear <laughs> us now, listen to me and Robin, you don't need to know everything. Even you people who love to learn it first before I hand it off. it's not in your business's best interest. It's not in your best interest. And it really is not in you uh, entry-level learning a topic and then going out to find an expert and try to tell them this thing that you've hired them for, these experts, try to tell them, no, 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 I I learned it this way. (laughs) Come on, let's let them them do their awesomeness. Trust me, it can be done. You can learn how to find the right people and vet them. We'll talk a different time, boss actions if you don't know. Robin, (laughs) get off on all these topics. I know. I want, to talk, I want to go back to you. So, okay. So you started your own, but you were in the military. Great career. Again, thank you for your service, my friend. Go nice Navy! Privilege. I'm a Navy brat. So yes. I love that. That's right. So um, tell me, when. why did you, not when, why did you make your first hire? The business
1: was at the point where I couldn't get all the work done. Uh, and yeah. I knew that I needed to hire somebody to take stuff off my plate. Um, and focus on things that I wasn't good at, um, focus yeah. on things because any human being, you're going to put off things that you're maybe not sure about. Maybe you're not so good at. Maybe you don't like to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so those things were falling by the wayside. So it was time to hire somebody to take some of that stuff off my plate so I could focus as the as the owner, as the, yeah. you know, um, entrepreneur focus on growing the business and taking yeah. some of the administrative things off, taking some of the side work off that, you know, is important because all the work was important. Um, uh, but I didn't, I didn't need to be the one doing it. So,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, and So what position was that that you hired for?
1: So we kind of split, uh, because our organization is kind of the egg and the chicken where we need our candidates and yeah. we need our employers and yeah. so I focused completely on the employers and I hired somebody to focus on completely on the candidate side ah, of the business. So you can focus
0: yeah. your energy, what and your yeah. time and your thoughts. Oh my gosh, what a really great, great decision, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, love
1: it that. was great. And and we hired a military spouse um, who is still with us and she is absolutely she's really the boss. Um she's <laughs> I love fabulous. that. Yeah, she's just great. Um, she's my Hondo, as I say, is uh, to yep. my uh, you know a maverick. So um, I love that. Great, great person. So
0: yeah, I, we call those second in commands, right? You're like, yes. look, and and to your point, the second in command a lot of times can be a decision maker that you're like, yep, that sounds good, go with it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love that. Okay, so so let's talk about. Um, You've, now let's go down the path. You've hired, uh, we're further down the line. You have more team members now. And so um, what has been the, what was the biggest benefit of, you know, hire, after you've had a few people in, you're like, oh, I get it. Hiring gave me this now. And what, what do you think was your benefit? <laughs> time. Ah, yeah. yeah.
1: I it. mean, it's, 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 right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, time in my day to breathe, to focus, yeah um, to just grow the business because they took on again, more things that could take things off of my chief of staff's plate. My second, you know, the first person I hired, um, they could take things off of her plate, which then could take things, you know, she could take on more off of my plate. So it was just kind of a domino effect of, uh, here's what I've got on my plate. Who can do this work that I don't need to do so that I can focus on, bringing in more business, growing the business, more strategic things for the business. So um, it's been great. We've we've got a staff of veterans and military spouses who are some of the hardest workers. But again, if you overlook their skills and what they bring to the table, you're going to miss out uh, on that. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, basically, I mean, I, truly time. And I remember saying to them several times over the last year, year and a half, that I can breathe. I feel like I can breathe now. And I wait, wait, I have time. I could go read a chapter in my book right now. <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that in, you know, in years. So yeah. it's just, it's a really good feeling to be able to hire people to take some of that stuff off your plate and trust that they're going to get the work done. Now you still have to hold them accountable. I think that's another yeah. thing that's really important for bosses as you grow your company to instill those accountability points and and those measurements to make sure that they're doing what you need them to do with the right tools you've got to you know give them the right tools but there's still that accountability you can't just 100%. let them go off, off and yeah. right and not measure what they're doing and and how mm-hmm. they're doing and so i think that's important too but yeah time was the was the greatest thing that uh, hiring people uh, gave me back
0: well, yeah, and I love how you said. Well, mostly it was breathing. <laughs> I, could, yes. I felt like because because really? the stress of it all, like trying yes. to do, knowing that you have a list that is bigger yeah. than reality. Yes. I mean, we all reasonably understand that, and yeah. so once we really find the team that we can trust, and we start building in those situations, we're like, oh, I remember this feeling of not being like weighed down so heavy on our chest all the I time, do. right? No.
1: I mean, I've gone from sleep is another thing too. I, I was like getting maybe four to five hours of sleep a night mm. and back at it. And now I'm back up to my seven to eight hours of sleep a night. Yes. I have thought of so important because sleep, your body needs the sleep. And so that- your yeah, Yes, absolutely. Right. So it's just been great having the staff and the team that we do. They're They're absolutely fabulous.
0: I love that. I love it. I love it. I love it. So let me just ask: when you, when you decided to be a boss, what do you wish you'd known before you just decided to be a business owner? Right? Like, what about being a boss? You're like, would it have been nice to know that
1: how hard it is.
0: Oh, okay. Tell me more. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's um, you. <clears throat> you
1: are delegating things. You're taking things off of your and especially for the entrepreneur who created. I mean, this is my baby. This yeah. is, the, I, I created this company in this mission yeah. that is so important to me because it's so personal for me and to hand that off to somebody else and get them to, you know, claim it as their own as well and treat it like I do. That's scary. It's yeah. Very scary. Um, and nobody's going to ever do things like you do. I mean, you're just, we're, you know, we're all individuals, right? And so we all have our, our way of doing things, but it's, so it's important to put those tools in place, turn have that turnover or those, you know, tips and tricks or whatever, get it out of your head. Yeah. I, I still have a lot in my head, um, <laughs> because I did this for yeah. many, many years before I hired, you know, our first employee, Neela and, um, you know, I have, I still have a lot in my head. So, and you have to be fair to those, those employees that you, you hire and give them all of that knowledge to help mm-hmm. them do the best they can. But I think, you know, it, 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 it's scary if I'd have known, and I've been a boss for a while, so I've learned a lot. Um, I think one of the things that I know now is you have to build the culture of family and creating those human being moments um, and valuing those human beings, the, the work will get done. Uh, mm-hmm. and, but if you burn your employees out, if you burn your staff out, or if you don't treat them right, you're going to be back on that hamster wheel of doing all the work yourself. And it's just, 100%. It, so yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: but it's it goes, hard. It is it's, not it's, easy. It, yeah. It's, and, and again, I think we make it harder than it needs to be. Now that's not that there's not hard days, but we just get so stuck in our head and convinced that the only way to do it is sheer force of, I can do this. I'm going to get through it. I I can do it. I can do it. And you just know in your heart of hearts, if you just will it and you just push yourself harder and harder, you could do it. But then that's really that, you know, just because you can, should you? No, right. You're sacrificing all of the other good things in your life, your health, right? So exactly. many business owners suffer from health issues, and and you know, putting it off. But to your point, you know, one of the things that you do want to start doing once you start hiring and creating that space is get it out of your head. I think I yes. really uh, like that you're bringing that point home to everyone because that's how it gets easier. We don't that right. way we don't have to tell and stop our calendar every time and say, okay, here is the answer and here are the 10 steps. Let's go through it. Once it's documented and it's a resource that they can use, you train them on it and you might have to go back and touch on the training once in a while, but now it's out of your head. So they don't need your actual time to use that resource. You just yeah. need to make sure they understand the resource at least once or twice and that they know how to find that resource, right? Once yeah. you've got that done, now you're creating actual space on your calendar. I love that. And it doesn't
1: have to be, you know, like you don't have to create, yeah. you know, uh, MGM grand uh, videos or <laughs> things like that, right? It, it, you can just simply get on a, a video Zoom and create and just talk to your staff. Just say, here's yeah. how I would do it. Walk them through exactly how. And I trust me I am not a thousand percent good at this there's uh, I've still got a lot in my head I need to get out but it's super simple to just do a video and walk through here's how I do this and this is what I look for because you can just talk it doesn't have to be rehearsed it doesn't have to be you know just diamond quality it it just has to get out of your head
0: yeah I I love that I love that caveat just just even just when you're correcting something or you re- you recognize that value. Yeah. Right in that moment, if you have five or 10 minutes, jump on some video component and document exactly. it. Hey, you guys, if you're ever working on X, Y, Z, this is what I look at. I look at Z first and I work backwards and how that helps is, exactly. I mean, that's just a great idea. I know- yeah a lot of companies with succession issues, meaning they have the older generation working for them and they're bringing in a younger generation, but there's no middle generation because especially like hands-on trades and, and other situations like that. There's people that have these great generational people that have done it for 20 and 35 years. They're going to video for creating their succession planning because they don't, in the olden days, right, the, the middle area of, of employee would be learning from the seniors for that troubleshooting and that odd experience and that above board knowledge. So right. they're, they're starting to use video for those kinds of things. So video uh, capture and training and resources are absolutely as important as document. But here, let me put this one thing out here to you, bosses. Please <laughs> do not wait until you have everything documented to start hiring. Yes. This is the one place where building it as you fly is going to keep you moving forward. Absolutely. It's not the best feeling to always be reactionary in the way we write our procedures, but that's that's what we have to do to create that space. You'll work on it a little at a time, uh, yes. but would you agree, Robin? Would you absolutely a thousand yeah. percent waiting till the till it's perfect. Yeah. You can't wait till
1: it's perfect because then things will start to slip off. So it's, it's like, you know, you're moving things closer and closer to the edge of the cliff and eventually something's going to fall off. So you definitely <laughs> great visual. take what is the most important, get that documented, get that done, hire the person to do that, move on to the next thing. So yeah, Love absolutely. It. Perfect.
0: Love it. Thank you for sharing. I really do appreciate that. So In those moments, because you did talk about, it's not just hiring the right people or finding the right people. There is that management, that boss side of it that, you know, I've got to tell them what to do. And in the days that are really hard where you, you know, either have to have uncomfortable conversations or you're just disappointed and you have the emotion behind having to deal with this on your team. What's the self talk you use to get yourself through that? To you know, as we call it, boss up to get into that that moment and take care of what needs to happen.
1: Well, I've learned over the years, not only being a boss, but in HR and human resources as well. Stick to the facts. Keep nice. the personal out of it. Um, keep the emotions out of it because everybody, you know, you're you're going to go to that place automatically. But if you can stick to the facts the facts and the truth will always set you free. Right. Okay. So if you just, and and prepare for that, because yeah. if you go into a meeting knowing you're going to have a difficult conversation or, you know, conflict and you're not prepared for what could come at you, it's just like the military. The military is so prepared for every scenario that could happen. Mm-hmm. And that's what they train for and train and train. So use that mentality when you're going into these conversations that, okay, What are the facts? What do I need to convey? What, what could that person, you know, throw at me that could throw me off? Yeah. You know, I've had a situation where I had to let somebody go right before the holidays and Mm. we had tried, we had everything lined up. It was awful. It was an awful conversation, but the facts were there. The truth was there. And ultimately at the end, people need sometimes to that help to move on. Yeah. They, they know they're in the wrong place. They know their heart's not in the job. They're not doing it to the fullest. They're not utilizing their skills or being who they want to be. They just don't have the courage to say, okay, I've got to go. I've got to leave. And that mm-hmm. ultimately is what performance issues really are. It's just their way of saying, this isn't I, the this job the, for me. This isn't the job for me. And so it's the boss's responsibility, the, the owner of the company, especially in a small business to recognize that. Quickly, as quick as possible, because the longer you let it go, it's, it's not good for the person. It's not good for your business. It's not good for you. Um, and so I just say, you know, the facts, focus on the facts, keep to that, keep to the truth and then help them, you know, with other resources. Look, this isn't the right place for you. I think if you really thought about it, you'd know your heart's not in this. Let's help you get to where you will thrive or where you can be who you want to be. And people, they may not appreciate it in that second, in that moment, (laughs) (laughs) but they always come back to appreciate it because again, the truth is there.
0: Right. Yeah. We, we always talk about giving them permission to decide this isn't the right job, right? It's uh, literally the sentence, it's okay if this is not the job for you, Yes. but I just want you to let me know now. Exactly. It's okay. And, and, people, you know, have all these subconscious issues that they're, again, not unlike us business owners. I I took the job, I got to make it work, but I hate this part. I hate that part. Or this is not who I am. It doesn't feel right. Or I don't connect with the customers, whatever their issue is. And it's hard for them to admit to themselves. So I love that you're reminding bosses. It's up to you to walk them through that process and just be like, look, you know, you're not choosing to handle these responsibilities that we you've agreed to. So it's okay if this isn't for you. So thank you for sharing exactly. that. That's a, yeah. I, I completely, you know, Robin, you and I are the same brain and I appreciate it. We that. are. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, okay. So now we're getting into interviews and I know that you have a whole fabulous way <laughs> of changing, you know, the way we align things, but in an actual conversational interview, do you have a favorite question that you like to ask people? <laughs> You know, I really like to ask people what brought them to today. What was their journey?
1: I want to get to know the person better. Um, not, I, I don't want to hear why you left your last job. I want to know what brought you to looking at this particular position, this opportunity. Mm. What interested like you about my company or the position that that you're talking to me about today? But the other thing that I really love asking is what questions do you have for me? Amen, right? because that tells me a lot about the person, whether they've done their research on the company, uh, if they ask questions about is the company growing or is this a replacement position? You know, did the person get promoted? Or are they, did they leave the company? You, know, you mm-hmm. wanna know about the company that you're going to work for. So I always I look guess. for how curious uh, somebody is and what questions they have for me. It, it will tell you a lot. And I I will instantly shut down when somebody says, no, I'm good. I don't have any questions for you.
0: Okay. We're done. <laughs> Not a curious person. Now I will tell you, it depends on the role. Some roles are going to be okay to hire for without a curiosity, but we'll talk oh, about absolutely. that in a minute. But you should still have yeah, questions, yeah, right? Yeah, you yeah, yeah, still have yeah. questions yeah. about the
1: company, yeah. uh, about well, the,
0: the p- position, about the team. Yeah. Uh, Even if it's the about their own benefits, it lets you know what they value, like, yes. uh, you know, when do you want somebody to start and how much are you paying? And, you know, do we get vacation? Even if it's about them, they are thinking about how can I fit this into what I prioritize in my life mm-hmm. and still be this thing that you want to do. But I agree. Mm-hmm. I totally understand it. It is, you know, noteworthy what questions they bring and if they bring them, right? Absolutely. Love Absolutely. it. Love it. Okay. So um, what do you love about being a boss of the team you have right now? Oh my gosh.
1: So many great things about the team I have right now. They're, they live our mission. Um, and because again, because they're veterans or military spouses and, um, active duty military spouses that, uh, you know, are, are subject to those moves, um, often. So, um, I just love that they are open to learning, that they are open to my creativity because I have all these ideas and we go flying off this way sometimes. And, and, but it allows them to use a lot of different skills. Uh, yeah. We've got a lot of different things we're, we've got going on in the company, but I just love that they're, that they are open to learning, that they're, they're, they live our mission and they breathe our mission. Um, they breathe our why. And so it's just it's an absolute joy to to come to work every day and and work with this team. Just I can't say enough good about them.
0: Right. And so that's the thing. I love hearing that moment where you have that recognition, because, you know, when you start the business, you feel it feels heavy and hard. Yeah. But in the end, when you get to this moment of having the right team around you and your business is growing and things are going the right way and people yeah. align fully because you've got the right people, the joy is oh my gosh, exponentially more than you can imagine. The joy it of is. getting to work with the right people will will light your days in a, an entirely different way than people can even imagine in that first part when they're you know, worried about making deadlines, worried about making payroll, worried about making this, worried about all the things they are not getting done. Yeah. It gets so much better once you have the right team. Absolutely. A thousand percent because, you know, one, you can
1: delegate things to. So if you've got something on your plate that, oh my gosh, I can't get to this. And you can trust that, that you can hand that off to somebody and they're going to take it and run with it and and do what they can and bring to the table. So it's just a yeah. good feeling um, and trust that, you know, again, they don't know everything I know, because it's still in my head. But they breathe our mission, and they believe in what we're doing. Um, and they bring it. that to work every day. They bring that to what they do every day. And, and you can't, I mean, you just, it's like gold. I mean, it's just yeah. platinum. It's just so valuable. Um, yeah. But I also believe that, you know, the boss has to create that culture and mm-hmm. that environment for those staff to feel safe to be who they are and to um, you know, have the skills that they, they, they want to utilize. So I, it's really a, you know, it's, it's a two way street. It's in like any relationship, you know, yep. it's, it's, it is a relationship uh, between the owner, the boss and, and your staff. So um, I think you have to treat it again. But it comes down to if you treat them like human beings and you value them as a human being, whether they're doing great things or they need a little encouragement or they need a little constructive uh, feedback, yep. they're still a human being. Yeah. Um, and everybody wants to be treated like a human being. And if yes. you treat them that way,
0: you're going to get it back. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. I agree. I agree. It's, sorry. A thousand percent. Yes. was <laughs> my big affirmation. Um, I, I, I. I love exactly what you're pinpointing in that, you know, I think that, again, that's a small business benefit that people it really is. underestimate is we get to decide how human we get to treat our people, right? Yeah. I, I show up to a meeting with a team member and if I can see that they are having some real personal strife, yeah. I'm not going to throw them the corporate line. We're going to spend the next hour just figuring out what's going on. And whatever work didn't get done, didn't get done. And I get to do that because I'm the boss. I get to say, no, no, let me be here for you in this moment in the way that you need to be done, which isn't to say, I'm not telling all you bosses you beautiful heart center bosses out there. I don't want you to all be like, great, we can do this. No, no, your job. That's not your job. <laughs> right. But you have the space to do it in those times, right? You know, yes. during times of somebody losing a friend or a family member or having some other thing, we can be more human because mm-hmm. we have the capacity to say, this is important to me and my company. I'm willing to do it for everybody that needs it. So this is how we handle it. And that's a, that's a very... Um, fun feeling knowing that you create that. And to your point, you're creating a culture to let them know they they are the priority, which is something yes. they have to be the priority. If your team yes. is not getting what they need, your business has no chance. I mean, no exactly. chance, right? Exactly. So I love that. Treat them like a human being.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't run a business without staff, right? I yeah. mean, you can't grow a business without a team. So yeah. if you don't treat them as human beings, they're going to leave.
0: Yeah. And they're not going to give you their best performance in the days that they're there. And they're not exactly. going to help you find better team members. They're not going to give you the input that would make your procedures and your profitability and your clients happier, right? Like letting yes. them be evolved and you being you giving the caring, you get so much more back in their performance. So and So much more back. For your business, right? Uh,
1: uh, I, yeah. Exponentially, you get the good back. If you put the good out, you're going to get the good back it's it's so true but it's hard because yeah. you know we're in, we live in a world where a lot of people don't trust people and mm-hmm. um, but as a small business owner you don't have time to to not trust your people and create an environment where they can thrive and and yeah. be who they who they are because they're going to then give that back to you they're going to see that yeah. you value them for who yeah. they are and what they bring to the table and that you care about them Um, and so, and then they're going to care about you and your business. It's just, it's. And
0: when you, when you hire the right people, it's very easy to trust. And, and I'm not, again, boss, please take, yeah, I, it depends (laughs) on where you are in your journey. Cause I get it. Your first hire, you're going to be like, but really, (laughs) are they going to do it right? And, you know, if, again, if you're using a good hiring process, if you know what success looks like for you, if you're hiring correctly, the right people the trust is easier. The performance is better. The culture is much easier when we consider it during our hiring process. So, so cultures, one of the alignments, it's not all of the alignments that you need to think about when you're hiring, but but thinking forward to what, how do I want everybody to work together and how do I want everyone to get along and what do I want them to prioritize in their value system that aligns with our company's values. That's one piece, but it's a critical piece to making sure that everybody really does enjoy working there. And to your beautiful point, Robin, that you've said again and again and again, is if you want your team to live your mission, you've got to have a culture that really lets them do that. So congratulations to you, Robin, on that. Thank you. Our time is up. I can't, it goes so fast. It always does. But will you do me one quick favor, Robin? Yes, absolutely. Tell everybody how they can find you.
1: So I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Robin J. Grable on uh, LinkedIn. That's my profile there. Please connect with us. Talentsascend.com is our website. So please check us out there. And we're on LinkedIn, Facebook, all the social medias. So find us Talents Ascend on uh, LinkedIn as well, Facebook, etc. So we'd love to connect. We are all about building a community to, and helping people. If we aren't the right resource, we know somebody who can help you. So we, we just want to help people. So look us up. I want-
0: And we'll have the link in our, in our show notes. So if you want to get to more information on that and just for our listeners, Robin is robynj Grable G-R-A-B-L-E. You got to throw that Y in there or else I won't find you, Robin. Uh, Again, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. We, again, we could have conversation on many, many levels and I hope to do it again soon. So hopefully you'll come back to the show. Thousand percent. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Of course. And thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you have a great day. And uh, I just want you to know it doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels hard. Just look for people to support you through this path, boss. You can do it. Boss on. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. If this episode helped you, be sure to share it with a friend or another business owner that you think would benefit from listening to this podcast. Share this episode and any questions on social media with the hashtag Rock Your Podcast and let us know what you want us to be talking about. Until next time, remember, you've got what it takes to be an amazing boss. Boss on!